and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a fresh-faced first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this is The, the story, story So Farscape. Farscape. <sighs> and we're back to So Farscape. Yes. Uh, so it, you, we've had a little break. We've had our, we've had our greatest hiatus. Mm. That, uh, <laughs> that glorious recreation of the frustration that we OG fans experienced having to wait for the rest of the season. In this case, I think we waited... Eight weeks, oh, something okay. like two months. That's, it was. I can see how that would be a little bit of excruciating uh, anxiety, or at least anticipation. Anticipation was it because at least we didn't end on a cliffhanger. Oh, very good point. Yes, they were clever enough to not leave the double episode that we are yeah. doing the first half of today for yes. the cliffhanger. That would have been like mean. Uh, because today we're discussing naive, naive nerve. Yes. yes. Episode 19 of season one. In which cosplay turns to improv behind enemy lines. <laughs> While one crewmate thinks maybe today is a good day to die, another meets a bondage-geared purveyor of the comfiest chair since Casino Royale and a domestic demarcation enthusiast. <laughs> Thanks again to Greg and Bostich for that incomprehensible yet 100% factually accurate uh, synopsis of this week's, uh, this week's episode. Gosh, uh, we kind of forgot to do our summary so far. Right. Actually, since we've had our greatest hiatus, how would we summarize the whole season up to now? Um, bunch of misfit outlaws mm-hmm. careened through the galaxy <laughs> okay. uh, on their pregnant uh, ship, <laughs> yeah. trying to make the best of it and ostensibly trying to find a way home for each of them, meeting increasingly peculiar aliens along the way right. and making their way through hardships and good times together, uh, bonding to become a crew. I mean, I throw the gauntlet down and you deliver the like good flow there as well. Yeah, like the fact that this episode came after a break mm-hmm. made for like kind of a reflection on what has happened so far. I, I do have one question before we get to this, though. Yes. When you saw those three little words that every fan hates to see to be continued at the end. How did you feel? No, I I was expecting it. Uh, The title gave it away. It was nice, parenthesis one, so I knew that we were coming up for a a doubleheader episode. Nerve, parenthesis one, not nice, Uh, parenthesis. Sorry, nerve. There's no universe in which this episode would be called nice. Fair point. (laughs) You get to title it in the end, but I dare. And, of course, you know the pacing of the show is off for a single uh, episode. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that actually hadn't even occurred to me to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, you're you're right. I mean, for like, the longest time, they could still wrap it up if they pull a quickie. But um, when Shiana goes off on her own, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, know they, that it's going to be a double episode because there's no way they're going to wrap that up. Yeah, they're just getting deeper and deeper yeah. in. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I think we just need to get started with this episode because, man. Yep, let's get going. Prepare to stop it. It's a bit of a slow, moody start. Yeah. Uh, moody is a good way to describe Erin, I would say. I mean, she is just, like, having a go at the punching block. Yeah, a weird sort of triangular, sort of wibbly-wobbly uh, peacekeeper yeah. punching block. It's not on- quite like a heavy bag, but it, it serves the same purpose. Sort of wib- wibble-wobbles back and forth. I guess it's got, like, the sort of shoulders of a human, sort of with a, a pyramid with a point yeah. standing on top of, hey, the peacekeeper carpet's back. Uh, was it ever gone? Is it me or is it in a different room? Because the previous room had like, yes. like a wall panel or a, ba- a ballet I mirror. I think so, yeah. But it's hard to tell. I mean, like I said, pilot's room seems to have also lost a chasm. So, 
mean, that is a it is a bit of a function of the sort of special effects that are available for any given scene. Like they're established once, they tend to be actually rather uh, small sets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these ancillary spaces, yeah, uh, like Pilot's Den, is a pretty cozy environment. Uh, which is extended with digital extensions that they don't always have the money for right. in a particular episode's no. budget. But yeah, uh, Aaron is basically punching uh, up the bag, and uh, John seems to be she's doing some concerned. Like, yes, fantastic kickboxing here. Claudia Black mentioned that she got some tips from uh, Paul Layden, who played mm-hmm. uh, Larac a few episodes earlier. Oh, yeah, because previously she she trained with some SAS. Uh, chaps yeah. uh, and asked her can you show me some moves to do on Crichton when we're sparring with each other okay yeah I'll, I'll show you this no wait hold on that, that, that'll, that'll kill, kill him, him yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, we can no that'll kill him too okay just stick to stick to actors well she seems to be doing the exact same routine over and over again uh, it's a good like kata or drill yeah, or, I suppose, or, or yeah. form it's a cunning sequence of moves it's a kick it's a turn elbow punch punch yep and then spew blood all over your punching bag Chunky black blood. Yeah, Oof. Apparently that was that was chewing licorice. Oh wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Crichton has arrived. Apparently he rang her her calm several times, calling mm. her to dinner. And she's like, I'm not hungry. Yeah, well can't be bothered to eat. He's not backing off. No. Like he senses something is is wrong here mm. and he's not going to leave until she admits it to him. No. She takes a swing at him. He, he easily dodges. dodges. Yeah. And That's a first. Then he throws her to the ground and notes that she's incredibly cold, apparently, even for a sedation. Finally manages to extract some information from her about what is going on. Yes, because she says she's completely healed from... Uh, her, her muscles have completely there you healed. Go. Yes. From getting stabbed in the iliac abdomen? region abdomen uh, by Larac. In a few episodes ago, actually, by now. Uh, it's a, yeah. Bugs Life. Wait, no, it was the previous one, it wasn't was the previous it? one, it, it because... W- uh, sir, for some reason, I had it in my mind that uh, Through the Looking Glass was yeah. in between... Oh, okay, so then there is much more uh, much more immediate continuity. Well, yes, it makes sense, because apparently she's been uh, stabbed in some nerve, and uh, this will cause her to um, die. My muscles are healed, but that knife must have pierced my peripheral nerve, and once that is damaged, it doesn't regenerate. So within 50 or 60 arms, it's going to fail, and I am going to die. There's nothing you can do about it. Yes, as we learn, the sebation peripheral nerve, why it's called a nerve, I don't know, functions sort of like our kidneys, you know, mm. filtering toxins. Uh, or at uh, least controlling the filtering thereof. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that might be it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and once it's damaged, it cannot regenerate, and so she explains to him really calmly and actually quite sympathetically, like, she seems mm-hmm. mostly con- concerned with uh, uh, with how John's going to take it. I'm going oh. to die, and well, there's nothing that we can do about it. I would say she's a bit cold about it. Actually, she doesn't. Yeah. she doesn't seem particularly concerned. She doesn't seem to be particularly happy about it. But yeah, so it's like this is it. This is the facts. This is going to happen. Deal with it. I'm dealing with it in my own way. Her way of dealing it is she wants to get in her prowler. Yeah, she wants to die in the saddle. Oh. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to the closest thing we got to a doctor. No, don't summon the others. Just let me get to my prowler. You're proud. I was wondering what the idea behind that was. Yeah, because John says, but we're not near any inhabitable... Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. She just wants to ride out into the sunset. So John calls a council's meeting, ship's house council, meeting. house yep. meeting, that's the one. Housemates all the, meeting. All the roommates are uh, gathered in t- uh, there together, and he says, okay, we must do something to heal her. Yeah, this is a formality he's not asking. No, 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 he's saying. He has an idea... Namely, like, they know how far they are away from a peacekeeper base. We are near a peacekeeper base. Less than 20 yards, and those commandos were kind enough to leave the address. 
You aren't just Farbot, you're Magrafarbot. Which yeah. is less time than Aaron has. Yeah, Aaron which was, has more time which was about yeah. 50 arms, which means 20 there, 20 back. That leaves you only about 10 arms on the base to do the mission. Yeah. Doing the math. By the skin of your mivox. But everybody's like, oh, no, she's going to die. And there's nothing we can do. Uh, well, there's an interesting division of opinions. Uh, Zan is curiously like, um, I mean, she abstains a little bit. She says right. the things that are reasonable. Uh, Dargo is respectful of uh, her wishes to die as a warrior. Yeah. But he does not want her to die. No. But he still has to be almost shamed into uh, acting by John. Uh, and none more so than Rigel, who, oh, yes. uh, who cast the deciding vote. Who gets a great put-down. The only sensible course of action is... I'm sorry, Sparky. What were you saying? Is to do everything in our power to save Aaron's life. John just fixes him with a glare. I will rip your earbrows off. <laughs> Sorry, yes. what were you going to say? Yeah, uh, uh, we should do everything in our power to save her. Yes. That's what I thought you were going to. Whoa. Yeah, other than Rigel, he kind of shames the others into accepting that they must do everything. So I was wondering at this point, yes. would he have done this for any other crew member in a similar situation? Or is this just a, uh, because now, it's Aaron? There we, there we go. What do you think? Because... Ah, it's hard to say, right? He's close to Aaron in a way that he isn't that he isn't close to anyone else. I mean, no. There's also okay. She's a Sebastian. He's a human. He's done this thing before. He's impersonated a Sebastian right. before. So like, there's a there's a bit more. Of, I mean, he couldn't pass as a Delvian. Not well. Maybe with a lot of makeup. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> that would probably be gorgeous. Now yeah. that I think about it. Okay. Uh, well. Hopefully by this time we have amassed a legion of fan artists. Please get on that. We want to see John Crichton as a Delvian with the crazy hair. Please. Oh, oh the Delvian males have hair? I can't remember. I... We don't know for sure that they don't. We've yeah. seen bold females. We've seen females with hair. We've oh, seen yeah, bold right. males. Yes. And we've seen a male with a turban. So there might be crazy hair underneath. That was it, yes. Okay, fair point. Drop uh, everything. I mean this. I'm speaking to you, the fan artists, right now. <laughs> drop what you're doing. We want to see Crichton as a Delphian. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. It's actually really hard to be, like, cheerful and fun-loving about this episode because this is a grim it episode. It is. It is very much so. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he would, although maybe not as enthusiastically. He, he would still be on the voting on the side of, yes, we must do something, and yeah. we can't. But I don't think he would be pushing so hard for it if it were no, one of the I, others. I think you're completely right there. Yeah. Because I think what sort of pushes him over the edge is this is a plan that he can do. Mm. So, okay, maybe he could be made up to imitate a Delvian. He couldn't imitate Luxon. No. So if he was supporting someone else's plan, he would also be thinking more broadly about the safety yes. of Moya, her baby, pilot, all the rest of the crew. But here he can impersonate a uh, Sebastian officer like he did in the... In a bug's life. Yeah. And he's thinking that he only has to risk his own life. Yes. Which is a lot easier in the heightened state of emotion that he finds himself in. Yeah, wow. that makes sense. Just those those cold eyes on Crichton. This is like a, a few days, maybe even just a day after the first time that he deliberately killed someone. Yes. He's still processing that. Oh, very true, yeah. After the opening credits, Erin describes to him that uh, she needs a bit of genetic material, a donor, basically. You can get a donor nerve, apparently. So, yeah. yeah you, if yours gets damaged, then it's incurable, but someone else can donate theirs. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me, but never mind. Well, I mean, their medicine is advanced. Yeah. It, it may just be a case that once damaged, the whole tissue deteriorates. Yeah, but like you'd think that removing part of it would also be damaging to it. You know, like if you oh, take like, so, a donor well, sample, I guess like, there's a sort of a limit to what you can what you can heal from. I'm reminded of like 
partial organ transplants, like you can have a partial lung transplant. Yeah. But there was a case like someone had a particular lung disease. It was a young woman, too great portion of her lungs was, was diseased in order for her to heal mm-hmm. it. So chunks of her lung were replaced, were swapped with yeah. other relatives. So each of them got like a diseased uh, fifth of a, of, of a lung in their body, right. which they could heal. Oh, okay. Because that percentage, they, mm. their immune system could actually handle. Right. Uh, and so they just sort of swapped it back and forth until she had... <laughs> and she wound up with her with her own lungs back, oh, wow. fully healed in other people's bodies. Oh, damn. So they, they all got two uh, two sets of uh, surgery, one to put them yeah. in and one to... One to yeah. Oh, damn. Sorry, damn. we're getting dangerously close into what Crimson has described as CPR-scape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, and we're missing the most important uh, facet of this scene, Crichton's outfit. Oh, <gasps> he's again. wearing he's, yes, he's wearing a Lorax uh, biker outfit, and oh, it's, yeah, he's it's, it's basically well, it's the Australians again. So this is clearly left over from Mad Max, which was. Uh... <laughs> yeah. My God, it's the PK biker gear, and he's got oh, so he's walking around the uh, ship, checking it out, doing pre-flight checks. Yeah, on her prowler. The prowler, yes. Very good. Yeah, he always insisted. Uh, ben Browder mentioned that he always insisted on doing uh, a pre-flight because yeah. he learned that from his dad or an uncle, like someone he knew yeah, who was a pilot. Sense. Yeah, uh, you, you always do a walk around and kick the tires and uh, slam the doors. And <laughs> yep. So he'd always, at the start of these scenes, he'd always be asking like whoever was in charge of props, like just yeah. give me something that beeps and boops, and then I'll do a pre. <laughs> nice. And uh, Chiano shows up and. Uh, basically insinuates herself into the mission. What you need on this jaunt is a talented burglar and distraction causer. Yeah, why do you think that is? Ooh. Because that's what he asks her uh, when she reveals that she has a travelling outfit. She's got her overcoat back on, her Nabari uh, uh, overcoat and uh, and hood. She looks adorable. She looks so cute here. I mean, with the little little red, well, little grey riding hood kind of. Well, yes. (laughs) And she does her whole breathy voice and her, like, big soft kitty eyes and like yeah she's back to australian here by the way apparently early on gigi edgley was getting mixed instructions from various directors on whether she should be doing her breathy american or breathy australian uh, (laughs) voice and it gets more consistent later on but for now actually i kind of find out that it that it worked here because there's a sort of clear demarcation between like Chiana as she is on Moya, honest Chiana, mm-hmm. and Chiana playing the role of Chiana when ah, she's uh, yes. when she's on the base. That's a very good point. I hadn't quite noticed that yet, but right, she does seem to like turn it up to eleven when she gets on the base. Sort of mirroring John, yes, with this fantastic peacekeeper accent. Yeah, so they got another new uh, bit of uh, prop tech where they have little red lights shining in their eyes because apparently that makes you fly better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the oculars. Uh, um, but oh, the the the, the built-in zoom thingies. Yes, yes, I yes, those. yes, yeah. exactly. But uh, for some reason, they're pointed right into his eyes. God, yeah. Can you imagine what it must have been like to film that? Chiana <laughs> uh, is uh, like with him, and she's like practically purring as she's uh, hanging over his shoulder while he's flying the plane. Um, yeah. Basically bluffs his way through the security. Yeah, now the base is so secret that they can't detect it from uh, from the outside. They yeah. happen to know the coordinates from the uh, the peacekeeper commandos whom they uh, defeated and helped to kill. They're challenged by uh, uh, air traffic control. Yeah. Um and it is yeah, through through bluffing that he is not shot out of the out of the sky. Prowler to Gamic base. What's with the weapons locks, you idiots? Can't you tell a friend from a foe? Prowler, identify yourself. 
On an open channel? I don't think so. If you want to count my teeth, do it after I land. As you like to call it, it's more like big dogging. It's not bluffing. Yes. I've got my uh, identity chip here, and I'm a superior officer, and you don't want to shoot me because you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he says it just like that. <laughs> What's the episode again? You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chiana kind of appreciates that. Yeah, she sees a little bit of uh, similar kindred spirits in that, I would say. You're not completely untalented yourself. I was wondering about what the deal was with this set, the landing bay set. The car- right. So yes, I know what you. I know what you're talking it about. It's really like, peculiar. So they approach this um, columnal. Uh, building, they, sort of blasted out. Discuss a little bit, what is it? Is it a refinery? Refinery the being mine? nuked, yeah, whatever. Something. And then, yeah, indeed, they have this sort of landing bay that kind of looks like a corridor with, with lots of, like, drapery in it. Yeah. Um, the, and then this weird sloping corridor with a staircase in the middle that nobody uses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, what are they called? The people with the paddles who guide planes in. Marshallers. Marshallers, right. He's got the cool glowing batons, but no... No birds. Like, yeah, there is actually. Uh, so in, in the foreground, you see one pulling away, and that's not the one that he is uh, signaling. Oh, you, wait, right at I the end, see you it see now. The no- you can see the nose coming the in. The nose of a... I mean, that's yeah. that's probably not a whole prowler no, prop. That's, that's probably nose. just a nose yes. coming Okay, but that's that's sort of cool. On a shopping trolley or something. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's guiding in the shopping trolley. So in walks the commander and his aide or lieutenant... Uh, yes, that's uh, that's Captain Javio, and he's got his Johnny Rockets leather uh, skull cap on. And we on. get this beautiful shot of uh, Crichton, just like chest pushed oh, out, yeah, walking onto str- his belt buckle, strutting his way into view, down to his ankles, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, making his way into the corridor where they obviously ask him for his identification, which he hands over almost reluctantly. Yeah, he makes a point of uh, making the security officer, Hescon, uh, uh, walk over to him. Yes, the ident chip which uh, Chiana gave him. Yes, which belonged to Lorak. Yeah, she took that off him when she was fighting him. We saw that. Yes, so he's posing as Lorak now. Yes. After some more bluffing and... Yeah, he he basically uses the same bullshit that Lorak did. And he says, oh, I can't tell you. You don't want to ask me. I'm not going to tell you. Which is great, because apparently that's how Sebastian commanders on secret missions act. And don't even think of asking what my assignment is. I wouldn't dream of it, Captain. Though I am wondering how you knew this base was here. Keep wondering. And, of course, Chiana uh, comes walking in as well. Kittenish turned up to 12 this time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because they're doing the same thing as before. You're the boss man and I'm your meek little server? It worked once before. Now... That reasoning is kind of flawed, I've got to say. It, it did not really work as well as Crichton thought it did. Well, He's, it, they didn't know it didn't work. This is a disaster, Crichton. Yeah, <laughs> it was pointed out to him and he maintained optimism in the face of abject failure. But, okay, that's the optimism that he's brought with him mm. to this base where there are guns pointed at his face, but they're being lifted because oh, yeah. well, his, his, uh, his identity chip checks out, so they are uh, allowed in and straight to the bar. Straight to the bar. I mean... Honestly, that's a fair move, right? Let's see if we can get a few drinks into Food, him and drink. uh, maybe... Yeah. Officer's mess. Yeah, maybe let's see if we can let go of a few secrets or something. But yeah, especially Chiana seems to be making the best of it, or, or immediately flirting with the security. Uh, she's, yeah, she's, yeah. she's given uh, semi-chase lap dances and she is purring. Ooh, mm. tons of innuendo. I'd love some refreshment. Is that how you like it? Mm. Strong and hot. 
Actually, it's Hescon that she's putting the moves on, the security officer. Captain Javio is questioning uh, what he thinks is Larak yeah. uh, about his taste in, in personal servers. Right. And but Crichton's just antsy. He wants to get out of there. He's got, as you pointed out, probably about 10 arms to get this sample and save Aaron's life. And I'm really, at this point, I'm wondering, like, okay, so what's he going to do? Is he just going to, like, start jabbing people for, yeah, right? for genetic samples what to get a compatible... Is the uh, plan? Yeah, there is none. Not that we're aware of, at least. Then there is a shot which shows, I guess, the bondage freak. I mean, I would call him a, uh, a cyber goth gimp, but... You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, that is how you introduce a villain. Like, he stands in the spotlight. He's got this sort of heroic uh, a glance upward. We see that only Javio notices him and immediately stops what he's doing yes. and reports to duty. He has this weird, like, yeah, gimp helmet with this little chin support that makes it look like he's basically a testicle separator or something along oh, those God. lines. It's PG-13 podcast. Oh, sorry. We'll have to no, bleep, it's fine. We'll it's fine. It's fine. No, it's no, no. The, the testicle is a normal part of the... the Fair uh, point. Yeah. yeah, that's entirely fine. But yes, this gimp suit, uh, it's sort of a black alligator skin. He's got gigantic epaulets hanging hanging over. He's got tails. Uh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, like tuxedo black tails. Tile affair. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. It's got a, a black skull cap with, with sort of side panels over the ears with red lights on them. Mm. Oh, yes. Everybody has the red lights in this episode. Yeah. It's a red light episode. <laughs> um, in the red light district. <laughs> God. But, yeah, they profess uh, that they would like to go to their quarters and start getting a move on. Yeah, yeah. Crichton does, uh, does pull uh, Chiana away and says, what are you doing? And she correctly points out of him. I'm attracting a lot of attention. The more they look at me, the less they look at you. Yeah, so I'm the distraction here, and I'm not supposed to be a, a peacekeeper, so they I can look at me as much as they like. I, I still don't get why she's here. Like, yeah. she said that in the in the hangar, like, I want to earn my keep. Right. This th- Is this fun for her? I think so. Yeah, it must be, right? Yeah, or maybe she's just, like, hoping to line her pockets with a little bit of... Uh, Sebastian stuff that she's going to pick up along the way. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, she was feeling Hescon up between the legs and going for, like, whatever else she could snag off him when exactly. Crichton pulled her. Yeah. Right, yes. So they get uh, taken to the uh, crew quarters, which apparently are in the high-secure area, where not only does uh, Crichton have to show his identity chip again... He, he also does the cool to, thing, he holds it out again. Yeah, Come and he, get it. But he also has to submit to a, a genetic test. Oh, his big dogging does not work against nope. Lieutenant Hescon. No, because he's like, oh, I'm giving you orders. And he goes, oh, sorry, I'm head of security. You will submit to this test, yeah. sir. You will comply, Captain. There's always a bigger dog. Well, in this case, he is not the bigger dog, but the, he is the rules. You know, this is security yep. rules, and security rules also apply to senior officers. So with, with no other option, he's, John takes his gloves off. Sticks his hand into the glowy thing. And we go to commercials. It, yes, you, you I notice the fade yes, out. I Can you imagine that. what it, what it must have been I, like watching that with commercials? I never did. I was on BBC. No. BBC didn't have commercials. Uh, yeah, that that frustration, and then fading back in. I mean, watching it without commercials is is such weird pacing when you have this obvious uh, cliffhanger, mini, mini cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah, that immediately gets resolved. Like, oh, oh, I barely got to barely got to feel the tension there. <laughs> but yes, uh, he miraculously passes the genetic test, and he keeps a complete poker face, yeah. satisfied. And Chiana looks almost impressed as well. At least she's a little bit surprised. And they get brought to their quarters. Uh, oh, no, he finds his own way. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, he tells her. To, he tells uh, six, lurk, whatever. Level four, number six, lurk, five. 
Lurg is apparently how you describe a directional vector. Oh. Aaron described it to him earlier uh, in in the series. Mm. She she draws on the ground, yeah. uh, making a diagram for 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 John to help him understand Deca for there Lurg us and there we. Uh, okay, it's cool. I missed that part, or at least I can't remember it. But uh, yeah, as they are making their way towards their quarter, they hear someone going Lurk. Yes, and of course. What you do, what you do, you go and investigate and see what that is. And it's a pretty girl. It it's is a pretty, pretty girl, girl in the shadows. And we've seen this pretty girl before. Yeah, you recognize her, right? I did, I did when once we got uh, the full uh, facial of her. Um, Jelena Renaz. Yes, uh, the, the PK Tech girl. Very good. Yes. Uh, now on a base instead of on uh, on Crace's ship. Uh, they don't have a lot of opportunity to talk in this uh, in this hallway, so they follow her to... Now, what do you think this is where the, where she takes them to. I have no idea, but it's got like I think it's just well, some some tech hideouts, well, maybe a little workshop. But it's, all, it, it's got this like almost bar like. Yes. Yes. Right, maybe, maybe this is just like the tech people's illegal little uh, uh, speakeasy, you know, where they <laughs> it's a tech uh, speakeasy. Yes. Where God, they, yeah, that's right. <laughs> where they have all their homebrewed alcohol, and that's where they don't have to worry about being uh, annoyed by the wow. uh, by the warrior cast. And this is just where they have their little uh, private uh, piss up. <laughs> yeah, could you come in? There's this circular sort of passageway through the two sides of this space with uh, padded. I don't know. I mean, are you supposed to sit on them? That that can't possibly be comfortable. I don't know. There could be radiators. I don't know what it is. There's a there's a table with uh, uh, with what looks like four circular bar stools. It looks like a backlit drink cabinet behind yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Like it looks it looks like the. I mean, that's some fancy moonshine. Oh there. yeah. I mean, you can make it as fancy as you want. Like putting it in a fancy bottle does not make the moonshine any fancier, as I well know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, but yes, uh, not legally admissible in court, Your Honor. Nice try. <laughs> There's a lot of like red padded leather with uh, with studs in it. Have you noticed? Mm, yeah, not just in the uniforms, everywhere else as well. <laughs> a lot of red leathered studs. Yes. <laughs> God, can't take you anywhere. John introduces uh, Jelena and Chiana to each other. Mm. Uh, says that uh, uh, Jelena is a friend. Jelena tells him that she saw him in the officers' mess. Realized probably what he was doing. That he never passed the genetic test, and, and she fixed it for him. Yeah, she's a useful last to have around. Crichton. This is a very good friend. She's actually genuinely impressed. I'm like, oh, this is someone we can make use yeah. of. This is my kind of person. So they, I'd say they kind of immediately hit it off. Yeah, like game recognized game. She respects that. We're back on Moya where uh, Aaron is uh, laid up on her on her bed. Yes. Uh, covered in the, uh, well, Moya skin flakes. Rigel is... Uh Zooming in, hovering around like a f- flock of vultures. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did wax his eyebrows, so that's did. that's something. They're nice and they're nice they're, they're smooth very now. they're very smooth. They're not very bushy right now, and his mustache is also seems to have regrown since it got snapped out when he was put in hibernation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, Erin uh, tells him off for uh, coming in to uh, pick through her belongings, and he's like, "Well, you don't have anything that I want anyway." Uh, <laughs> I love Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I resent your unfounded accusation. Furthermore, you have no possessions worth taking. How inconsiderate. Yes, how terribly inconsiderate. I kind of wanted him to do his uh, Hynerian funeral rites again. Oh, and yes. Like, tell her to get your own hallowed realm. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that they added, like, uh, sound effects for his throne sled. It has a little bit more zoomy sounds. Oh, now. it's got, like, uh, the, 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 yeah, it's, it's got a bit like of the, the Jetsons. Yeah. Uh, yes. Dargo saves the day, as he so often does... Rigel, you were needed on command. Yes, and Rigel goes like, I will accept the responsibility. 
Uh, Aaron understands what he did for her. Yeah, although I'm not sure if Rigel does or does not, if he's like that easily conned or if he actually uh, just decides it's a you good know, way out. I like to I like to think that Rigel gets it, but, mm. you know, his ego was satisfied. A quick decision may be required if the peacekeepers arrive. Hmm, a quick and correct decision. I accept this vital responsibility. <laughs> and then it's all then it's all right with him. Yeah, um, fair enough. And yeah, as like Aaron, if I can't die in battle, at least I can die alone. Yeah. Uh, back on the base. Yeah, Chana has gone back to the bar. Yep, she's flirting with uh, with Hescon again. He has. He seems to have a lot of time off. Hescon yeah, as a security officer. I mean, it's a secret base. <laughs> Yeah, he's got the easiest job in the universe. But uh, he is told to go back to his easiest job in the universe, and Javio muscles in. Yeah, she uh, goes like, hey, you get lost. I want to uh, have a little talk with this kitten here. Competing for her attention. Offers her some better booze than what she was already drinking. Razlak. Razlak, yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's apparently a common booze. We've seen uh, uh, seen Crichton started, he he drank a bunch of it in uh, a DNA Mad Scientist when he was bummed about Namtar not having maps. You have uh, star charts. But yeah, Javio has a has a big old thermos flask of something that's apparently better. Yes, and he is talking to Chana, and he's make, starting to make her an offer, because he says, like, whatever you're getting from Lorac, I can easily double. And I'm just thinking, like, ooh, that would be painful. But, you know. <laughs> yes, are we talking, like, sideways? Are we talking lengthwise? Are we yeah. talking about quantity? What are we... Well, yes, let's assume that they were talking about money, but... Yes, that's right. On this PG-13 podcast, that's what we, uh, that's what we assume. I'm getting quite a bit. Of course, I'm worth it. And uh, he invites her to his quarters, and she goes like, well... I could, but I've got this policy, no freebies. So yes, yes. My policy is no free samples. Now, what do you think is going through her mind here? Because she's only been aboard for a few weeks. Yeah. Right? She's actually getting what might be a pretty lucrative deal. Yes. I this- mean, I would think so. She, she might be considering it. I don't right? know how much she would enjoy being in a position like that. I don't think she would be. She would be looking for a way out as soon as she... Yeah, she can oh, yeah. Uh, with them with a sizable chunk of the money, but you know her odds of getting away from again a secret base like that are pretty slim. I'd say. Yeah, she's got to she's got to know that. So I don't think she's seriously considering it. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think this is an actually tempting offer to her. I mean, she she might give it some casual consideration, but not. It's nice a, to be asked. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. sort or, of like Aaron when she got the holographic offer from uh, from Crace. Mm, it's yes. nice to think. Meanwhile, John and our tech girl are having another almost as intimate moment. She still has the hots for him. Uh, yeah, she does more eyebrow kissing uh, uh, after she hands over. I mean, like. The whole part of the plan that John did not have any idea about what how to how to like get an actual sample, yeah, she, she immediately just solves. Goes off and does, and she comes back with, "Oh no, uh, uh, medical science has advanced in the meantime. We can synthesize this now." Okay, how long do you, will that take? No, it's. it's I've here. already got it. Yeah, here's go. have another injector, which is yeah, an autopipette again, same thing as in last episode, yes, except painted black and red this time, this time cause it's because it's patient. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, she hands it over to him, and I'm not quite. I can't quite remember why they immediately go for a walk. Are they going back to the bar to pick up Chana and GTFO? Or Yeah, he'd like to stay, but he's got to get this back to, uh, he's uh, in to Aaron. Yes. Uh, we keep saying goodbye, they say to each other, because mm. they were close in PK Tech. And, and so down the hall they uh, uh, they walk. Yes. Uh, uh, and where? through misfortune. 
And okay, so this part I didn't get. So Scorpius, oh. uh, which is the uh, cyber goth gimp, yes, um, God, he, uh, him and his redhead uh, companion, he spots Crichton walking down the hall and goes like, "That man, he is an imposter. Seize him." He's an imposter. Yes. How? Yes. What did he? How did he know? How does he know this? What is he basing this on? So later on, uh, once the interrogation starts, he says, you look Sebastian, right. but your energy signature is quite different. Right. So he's not a Sebastian either, I, I presume. He certainly doesn't look it. No. Nah. I mean... And apparently he can, he can see more than, Sebastian, than humans yeah. can, or maybe so Sebastians can. He's got his aura, your chakras are misaligned. I mean, it may, some, it may be as simple as uh, uh, being able to see into the infrared spectrum, of yeah. which... Uh, uh, Crichton's body would emit a lot more than... You'd think so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Crichton gets knocked down. He manages to stash the injector in some sort of security console just before he gets dragged off. Yeah, which apparently nobody notices. Not no. a very secure... Well, as you say, apparently like security can be quite lax on a, on a secret base. No, I mean, yeah, you've only got people coming in and out and those are all vetted. And after that, you know, everybody's on the base. And everybody strictly adheres to uh, Peacekeeper military protocol. Yeah. And Peacekeeper military protocol on this base means getting strapped into a torture chair with some, some lights in your face. This is the Aurora chair. Fetch the comfy chair. It sort of looked like an undescended VR helmet that right. he's wearing but over it's, his it, eyebrows. But it's some sort of, sort of padding to hold, his, yeah. uh, head, uh, to hold his head back down into the chair, as we uh, notice later when it gets uh, snapped into place. So this whole thing turns around slowly. Yeah, it's a merry-go-round. And he got some fancy lights, a bit of a holographic projector type thing. Yeah, it's a red ring light with, yeah. a, with a sort of green faded light. And it's got those, those classic giant fans with lights behind them oh, yeah. in the, uh, embedded in the wall to give atmospheric light or yes, filtering the, the, through. The swoosh, 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 swoosh. Yeah. And apparently when it gets turned on, it's quite a pain experience but like oh. everybody gets to see random memory flashbacks on the t on the screen my name is Lorac peacekeeper special ops unfortunately wrong on all counts yeah yeah John is maintaining that he's uh, that he's Lorac uh, uh, Scorpius isn't buying it like he casually walks up onto the onto the merry-go-round uh, staring into John's eyes and, and gesturing for the redhead to uh, Turn up the turn up the juice, um, and what looks like initially to just be torture turns out to be even worse because we get our first clip show. What the hell was that? A memory, random and indistinct at the moment. It will take some time to map your neural patterns. I suppose we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not very extensive, but yeah, they, they show lots of quick flashbacks of, from all different uh, episodes that we've had so far, as as relevant to the uh, to the plot. Yeah, I mean, we just get these 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 flashes, these glimpses. We don't even get entire scenes. It's sort of like originally when this was when this was written, the producers were very enthusiastic. Oh, the clip chair! We'll have a clip show. We'll, we'll get some. We'll get some. Yeah, we'll get some more mileage out of everything we've shot. It'll be a nice cheap episode to do. We won't have to do a whole. Lot. Oh, this will be great. But yeah, that's eight seconds. Of flashes yep. and your and your back and God, this this was such a it was a tough scene to watch. Like our hero is being tortured, he's yep. completely helpless. Um, he's holding on. He's he's trying to be defiant, but you can well, see I was like say, he keeps his uh, good spirit strong. I mean, he's like almost like Mal in uh, uh, Firefly when he's being tortured by Niska. You stayed the hell out of my mind, you freak. 
who's also keeps up his constant stream of uh, banter and babble to uh, mostly to keep Wash sane. Yeah, yeah, he's got someone to protect, as does Crichton. He has his accomplices to uh, yeah. to protect. Um, but I mean, Mal in Firefly, he was a veteran of uh, at least one war. Mm-hmm. He's he's been through some uh, uh, some dren. Yeah, but not Crichton. He's a no, he's I a science so. jock. Yeah, true. But he fights the the alpha chair. No, the, the what was it called? The the uh, the Aurora Aurora chair. chair that was the one. Uh, oh, but God, his eyes and the tears and the and the and the screaming. Yeah, oh. and we can we we get to see uh, Scorpius has uh, you know he's got the same makeup uh, artist as uh, Palpatine had. <laughs> okay, so this that you that you mentioned his makeup. It this makeup is really cool. Uh-huh. So generally, pro- facial prosthetics of which he's wearing quite a bit yeah. are made of foam latex, yeah. right? And then you paint the foam latex. Yeah. So for this, it was the creature shop. They invented a new material called uh, hot flesh. Okay. And it's silicone based, so it's it's translucent. Oh. And the and it sort of becomes oilier and and, and right. it degrades over over the course of a day. So you have yeah. to recast them all the time. But yeah, it's it's more translucent, so you get more like a skin texture. So you can actually uh, do makeup underneath uh, and okay. have that shine through. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really fantastic. It was a, a, an innovation that they'd get a lot of mileage out. Okay. Must, the man must have spent quite a bit of time in the makeup chair. Wayne Pygram, yeah, yeah, it's all about the chair. So, meanwhile, on Moya, Erin is also in a rather uncomfortable contraption. Yeah. When they have set up some sort of dialysis machine, I suppose, that it is, uh, hooked into Moya. Yes. So this was an, an earlier discussion between uh, uh, between Dargo and, and Zan, um, uh, describing the function of the peripheral nerve and how it filters out toxins. And, well, is there any way we can filter those out for her? Well, I have no way. Moya does, doesn't she? And when she's being hooked up, do you notice how she's sort of pulsing, Erin? Yes. Uh, with uh, uh, just showing the intensity of uh, yeah. uh, the, the 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 pumping, and it goes in. Yeah, there's some sort of throbbing sound going around uh, on there as well, which uh, is in time with that. Zan assures Aaron, uh, a very concerned Aaron, like it's not harming uh, Moya, is it? Or like, no, no. The toxins coming out of your body. So, it's yeah, and trivial. Pilot suggested it. Uh, yeah, she's covering for Dargo. Yeah, because Aaron praises Zan for the idea. She says, "Oh no, I didn't come up with it. Uh, Pilot did." <laughs> yes. PK Tech Girl and Chana are, in the meantime, having a little girl girl time. Yes, Jelena is trying to do what she did before get into the get in the system. She's locked out like it's on heavy lockdown. They need a they need a new plan. Uh, 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 John continues to be uh, uh, tormented. So at this point, what I don't understand is oh yes, why is Chana not picked up yet? I mean, you'd think that like this man is an imposter. Arrest him. Oh, and go find his companion because she's right. probably not she's probably not real either, or at least. You know, in on it. Yeah, no, that is a really good point. I mean, this this has to be miscommunication uh-huh. um, because I mean, at this point, Javio is being uh, is being brought in. Yeah. Uh, so let's just maybe uh, uh, Scorpius had John taken straight in and just hadn't even gotten to that yet. Mm, okay. I mean, the base is on lockdown, but Possible. yeah, you're you're right. They should I mean, be uh, they should that, be searching for Shiana. Yeah. One of the things they see is that he has been on a Leviathan. And that was the Leviathan ship, was it not? A Leviathan prisoner ship. Yeah. And they managed to deduce which one it was. Certainly when they see an image in the Aurora chair of yeah. Captain Bialar Crace, whom Javio recognises. Yes. Scorpius remembers the reports that command carrier was given special dispensation to go into the uncharted right. territories. and has been incommunicado since. Yep. 
They drive deeper and deeper into the memories. Oh, oh yeah, the redhead, she says that she can't retrieve that particular memory, but she can find a related one. Yeah. So apparently they're mapping out his brain. Yep. Uh, and the related one is from when um, Crichton and Crace were pitted against each other in Maldus's playground. Yes. In that old black magic. When they were having a fight. And it is through this fight where Crace tells Crichton that he's responsible for the death of, uh, of Crace's brother. Mm. You charged my brother's prowler in that white death pot of yours. You talk about that near miss I had the first minute I got here. That, that was an accident. There was no near miss for my brother. That Scorpius deduces, Crace went rogue. Yeah. He is an incredibly, incredibly insightful villain, of this Scorpius. But he also immediately uses that information to set up a lure for our insane military commander. Yes. By telling him, like, yeah, just contact him and tell him that uh, we've got his nemesis. Yep, just send out a just send out a broadwave coder to his command carrier. Well, how do you know he'll respond? Tell him we have his prey. He immediately recognizes what like what pressure he can use on everyone, on absolutely everyone he uh, he meets. Uh, Jelena and Chiana... Makeover! Yeah, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry that this is an audio-only medium because you didn't get to see the adorable face and gesture this cage just made. <laughs> uh, yes, realizing that Chiana is probably being sought after, she got a makeover. She's got a glow-up, got her hair blackened and yep. uh, 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 yeah. put up in a bob cut. Her skin is a little bit uh, not quite so grey. A lot of foundation yeah. went on that. Actually, it's kind of spoiled in this shot because she's under nearly blue light, but yeah. she's clearly made up to be uh, to be more Caucasian-coloured. Right. Yeah, you can see that later, uh, clearly, that she is definitely not her uh, pale self. Yeah. They have a plan to uh, uh, to go and free uh, Crichton, which is going to need, because the, the, the torture continues, more and more episodes are peeled away, uh, the clip show intensifies, until it hits a block. Mm. And then, hold on, he's he's resisting it. He's, he's yep. Malfunction. No, he's put up a neural block. Even John looks surprised. Wasn't me. As, as much as he can. He's, he's sweaty, he's covered in tears. Um, they turn up the volume and break through the block. This was just about the time when we were in a human reaction, yeah. when he was encountering the, uh, the ancients. And we see his father figure, at least the ancient posing as his father. Jack, yeah. Who tells him that uh, he has uh, access to wormhole technology, but we can't give it to you. You must discover it yourself, but you already have it inside you. And it's a bit yeah. of a weird thing. So yeah. they, they, they apparently they put some sort of subliminal message in him for him to discover at a later date. Yes. Uh, which is now being uh, prematurely uh, extracted by the, uh, the chair. You're going to access this data consciously. You won't remember this part of our encounter. We will not give you wormhole technology. Why not? If you're not smart enough to discover it on your own, you're not smart enough to handle it wisely. You'll have to find it yourself. The unconscious knowledge we've given you will guide you. Nothing more. That's all that we can do for you. But that should be enough. You are already on the right path. Well, well, well. He didn't even know he had this. No. It was left for him by the ancients as a... As a, I guess, a thank you. And apparently this is where we learned that that is exactly what Scorpius has been doing at this circ- uh, on this secret base. Yeah. Looking for wormhole technology. Yes, they're doing wormhole research and the coincidence is not lost on Crichton who no. just laughs maniacally because yes. this, this sort of brings a, a crazy symmetry to his adventure so far. It was a wormhole that brought him to this part of the universe mm. and it was 
like wormholes that brought Scorpius to this base. They were both brought there together. And now because the ancients also did wormhole stuff to his brain. Uh, I mean, Scorpius has pieced together something that's very reasonable, mm-hmm. that John is an alien spy yeah. who tried and failed to infiltrate the peacekeepers in the course of his discoveries and, and encountered these ancients who would not give him the knowledge that he sought. No. And so Scorpius thinks that John came to this base for their wormhole knowledge. Mm. That he's there to steal his wormhole research. Although that's a bit of a boots of conclusion jumping uh, way of going about it. Well, how else would you piece it together? If you uh, were Scorpius and you saw an alien infiltrant in your secret base, why would he be there except for what your secret base is researching, right? Fair point, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, certainly Crichton is withholding the actual reason as best he can. Yes. You'd think that he knows... Uh, or maybe not. Like, he knows how Crichton got here, because uh, at least in this part of the universe, but that's, like, never been revealed by uh, the commander. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Scorpius also yeah. also remarks uh, when we see the, another cool clip show of all the aliens that he's seen, including one alien that he hasn't seen, by the way, the proprietor, the big big bug with all the, all the teeth and the steam coming out of it. Oh, yes. Uh, Rigel talked to him, and I don't think Crichton ever saw him, but anyway. Your memory holds an impressive array of other races, Crichton. You're quite a well-traveled spy. For the ninth time, Nosferatu. I'm not a spy. Crichton gets thrown in the cell where there's a brief altercation with his now cellmate, who apparently is also a um, alumni of the chair. This is my side. You stay on your side. My side, your side. My side, your side. My side, your side. Oh, yeah. He, uh, mentally scarred and, and... Physically as well. It's physically like traumatized. Half his face missing, or at least he's wearing a, like one of those man-in-the-iron-mask kind of contraptions. He's half a, a, a cask of Amontillado, or no, what's, yeah. the, what's the other one? Yes. Uh, the uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yes. That's more like it, yes. <laughs> uh, played by Paul Goddard, Okay. this, uh, uh, this character. We know we him know? from The Matrix. Oh. He's one of the other agents. Oh, okay, yes. Actually, there's a, there's a lot of people in The Matrix. I mean, The Matrix was filmed in Sydney, so... Ah, that makes sense. Bit of overlap. Problems with Eren are not over because apparently Moya is starting to have muscular contractions in response to the, uh, yes. the poisons that are being leached out of uh, Eren's body. Oh, I didn't get that it was a response. I thought it seemed like it. I mean, it, it, the, the contractions were affecting uh, uh, the dialysis, but... Oh, okay. I thought it was a... Uh, I thought it was just happening on its own. Well, maybe. Oh, Either okay. way, there is no yeah. set timetable for a Leviathan gestation. As, no, but, uh, but they make a, a, spe- a specific point of stopping the uh, treatment. Yes, because it is, like, the contractions are harming uh, Aaron. Oh, okay. Back on the base, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Chiana with her bobcat, bobcut. <laughs> yeah, she's so feline, I wanted to yes. say bobcat there. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, she retrieves the... Uh, oh, yes, 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 the yes. Injector, yeah. Uh, because uh, Jelena was clever enough to patch into the communication system oh, yes. in the cell. God. They get, they get to talk to uh, Crichton for a little bit. Keep your back to the camera, just talk, it's safe. Yeah. And uh, he tells him her where the uh, injector is stashed and t- tells her to get out of here. Like, go and rescue Aaron. Chiana does fine work, as always. She's, uh, she's dressed like a tech. She's humble like a tech. She prostrates herself before the soldier that blocks yep. her way and discreetly fetches the, uh, the yep. auto-injector. They climb into a little uh, Jeffrey's tube, like uh, hide, hide I had that hole. written down yes. as well. Yeah, PK Jeffrey's tubes. They're all, they're all red and shiny with, uh, uh, with lights in. Yes, where, this- appar- where apparently they uh, are still operating on the uh, patch, uh, patchboard operator principle, you know. I had that written down as well. <laughs> it's a switchboard. Switchboard. 
switchboard. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, I mean, it's we've seen that before, being uh, no, uh, PK technology, yeah, pull it, putting cables and uh, connecting them from uh, between each other, and it seems to do everything. See, this is one of those one of those things. Why, like, okay, so as the as the social media manager for So Farscape, I keep an eye on the Farscape uh, hashtag on Twitter, and it delights me. Like every week, someone new discovers Farscape for the first time, and that is always so so cool. I hope that hey, if there's any of you listening now who have discovered Farscape recently and you're listening to this podcast, please let us know because it is the coolest thing. Uh, uh, Team K need needs more members <laughs> who are watching them episode by episode. And I think one of the reasons that it's so accessible uh, uh, today still, 20-odd years after its, uh, after its airing, is it was never futuristic. No, I guess right. not. It's not about it's not about the tech. It's not about the yeah. It's not about the techno babble. It's not about the yeah. fourteen gallons to the parsec uh, that you need to. <laughs> yeah. And and because it's not it's not because it wasn't futuristic. It's not dated. No, and 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 of course it helps that the special effects uh, are gorgeous. That they uh, uh, what's the word? Hold up. Hold up. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, holding up is. Uh, uh, I mean that's tough to do when you're in the Aurora chair. We see uh, uh, we see Stark, the Phantom yep. of the Opera, who um, seems to be having developed a little bit of a taste for it. You were just in my chair too, weren't you? You're talking about Scorpius's chair. Oh yeah, you called it please, my chair. Please, Daddy, hit me with another one. It's oh. pretty much literally what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more round. One more round. God, the things that trauma does to. Uh, I suppose yes. To a um, person. Grace has arrived. Oh yes. I completely forgot about that part. Yes, Kreis has indeed arrived and is uh, making... Uh, I mean, he immediately tries to get the commander to... Uh, yeah, he's trying to assert dominance. Yeah, dominance. And Scorpius is having none of it. Scorpius, oh, he's, he's, he's lit from below. He's got, this, he's got this sort of vampiric look. Right. He speaks so softly. Crichton has vital information. Until I get it, you may not have... I order you to release him to me. Your adherence to orders is selective. You have repeatedly failed to cease the pursuit and return to First Command. (laughs) I have received no such orders. Your dereliction of duty is not my prime concern. Friendly, like, almost. I mean, he's torturing him, but he's, like, never unpleasant about it. Yeah. Uh, Sort of like, um, oh, what was his name? Elvis from uh, uh, Durka Returns. Yes. There are many aspects of your character that would benefit from adjustment. And he, yeah, he basically wants uh, he wants Crichton. He says like, "Give him to me, and I'll and then I can kill him." Uh, and Scorpius says, "No, you can have him after I'm done with him." Yeah. Um, and now we find out why he's invited Crace over because he asks him, "How do we? You know Crichton yeah. better than How than do we anyone." Put pressure on him. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what he's always looking for, Scorpius. He's yeah. always looking for, like, what is it? Okay, so apparently torturing him, well, it does work, but it's slow going. He's not, he's not cooperating. No, so get him to cooperate and stop resisting the chair. Yeah. Uh, which they try to do by visiting him in his cell, and he gets his, uh, like, oh, shit, it's uh, Commander it's, Wasface. Yes, it's Crace. You are dead, Crichton. God. That's one, yes. He's having such a bad day. He's having a probably the worst day in his in his life. He's 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 I mean and just then, look at his face. And then Chris shows up. Yes. His his nemesis, the person who most wants him dead in the entire universe. Uh, he, he breaks into a cackle, like what else can you do in the face of such horror? <laughs> Chris. Christ tells him that like he has recaptured Moya, everybody is his prisoner again, yeah. and that it's up to him how he will deliver them 
to his superiors, basically alive or not alive. Yeah. And, and for a, for a moment, you see the, the the cracks in Crichton's face until he asks him. So everybody on the ship's okay. Sam, Aaron. They're all unharmed, as is the Leviathan. They're all in perfect health. And yeah. they are for now. And then he knows that he's bullshit. And then he knows that. It, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Fetch the comfy chair. None wow. of that. <laughs> Well like, done, yes, John. You are completely full of it, and I am not. And he keeps resisting. He yep. keeps fighting the uh, the chair. There is no immediate rescue coming. Uh, Jelena and Chiana, they know that there's no way to, to save John. But nevertheless, Jelena is surprised that John doesn't ask to be saved. John is asking for uh, for for Chiana to leave, yes. uh, to save Aaron. And, and she asks uh, uh, Chiana, like... Does Aaron mean that much to him? And... Oh, yes. Oh, and, and she says no. Yes, because she knows that she is dependent on, uh, on, uh, Jelena. on, on Jelena to uh, to get out of here properly, and she needs to keep her hopes up. Aaron's just a, just a shipmate. She's she's manipulating oh, yes. poor Jelena, who's done nothing but, but help them. But, no, nope. yeah. but she figures, like, okay, she need, we need to keep her on our side, and if, like, the chances of getting into John's pants go out the window, then... Who knows if she's still going to be as cooperative? Crichton is in love with you. God, what a, yeah. I mean, it's it's but that's what China does. That's yes, her thing. No, I that's- get it. <laughs> I get it. But it is in this case, like it is a genuinely awful thing. They need Jelena to keep risking her life yep. for them, and in yep, order to so convince her that no, 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 uh, Aaron's just a shipmate. Yeah, he's in love with you. Yes, literally says that. It's like oh, oh. cold, but very I mean, much so. I get it. That's 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 why you have Chiana to yep. make these these calls. But poor little, poor little Jelena. I'm just noticing, by the way, that she also has her oculars on. Aaron. Yes. She at least they don't seem to be uh, uh, lasering, performing LASIK surgery Direct, right on the spot. Directly, no. <laughs> she tells him to give her uh, four hundred microns and then set off a distraction, uh, which she does brilliantly. She this is where she retrieves the injector. Oh yeah. This well, well, she, it's covered under the under the Treaty of Moya. <laughs> yeah. The alarm starts going off. Radiation alarm. Radiation alert. Uh, and she is. Uh, Did you see Scorpy looking up and going? Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not buying that. Really buy uh, and the commander doesn't buy it either. Uh, everybody is rushing and hurrying out. And Chana shows up at the ship and starts to, tries to tech talk bullshit her way. Uh, There's a faulty component in the uh, in the frunium drive, causing instabilities in the the stabilizer. He recognizes her through he the makeup. Rec- yep, he sees right through it. He won't give her the the chance to convince him again. Like he's he's actually hey he can actually do security. Yep. No, although it is him and not Lieutenant Hescon who is in charge True. of security. But he's just the base commander, I believe. Uh, although he still uh, takes orders from Scorpius, which uh, seems a weird, weird thing for peacekeepers to do. You know, like yeah. take orders from someone not peacekeeper. Actually, no, they are mercenaries. They just. We, we, we know How that peacekeepers like rent out their services to anybody who... Uh... Ah, yes, that is right. Yeah, uh, because we know that the peacekeepers were hired by the Delvians yeah. uh, and by the Hynerians. Exactly, and, yeah, yeah. They are just mercenaries, basically. Well done. Yeah. Chana tries to kick the weapon out of his hand, which almost works. Yeah, this is such a weird fight. She does a roundhouse kick, that's great, swings the, the, the weapon sideways. Doesn't and then follow just, up. No, she just stands there and gloats. Ha-ha! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he shoots at her, misses, uh, hits some sort of fueling some sort thing. Of, yes, she 
took the cap off and he ignited the whatever the vapors coming out. And there's out. like a big flame thrower type thing which immediately gets turned on him and he gets burnt to a crisp. Ooh. Very quickly, very gruesome uh, way to go. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, we get a nice close-up of his smoldering uh, corpse. Hey, if you're going to make a prop like that, you're going to gonna use it. Fair point. Doesn't seem to face Chiana. No, she seems to be... Like she straight up murdered someone. Yep. Yeah. Where were you when Salas was murdered? And we are going back to Shana flying back to Moya. We see Aaron waking up. She's uh, she, uh, she's confused. She gets injected with the uh, with the thing in the neck. In which the, hmm, yeah. is that how you do it? Whatever. What was that? She asks for for John. Dargo assures her. Yeah, you'll see him soon. Oof. Uh, yeah. Everyone's uh, lying. And she seems to be, yeah, just a little bit out of it. Aaron's crewmates uh, conceal John's capture from her. Yes. To, uh, 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 Dargo stays behind to, to watch over her. You, you, you notice, by the way, that Dargo has been, has been taking very good he's been care a very, of... He's, he's been a very good friend and shipmate of everybody, especially John and uh, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I, I think especially Aaron. Like, of all the people there, he's relating to her most in the way that she Both warriors, wants. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though, I mean, he does say... Despite her words, she really didn't want to die. I do not even believe that she wants to die alone. But now he just sits and uh, watch with her uh, while she... I mean, she, she's uh, getting better. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's, she's had her neck shot. Yeah, and I guess that starts regrowing the nerve with the material that they have. Oh, finally, in the end, Lieutenant Hescon, the yeah. security officer, does some security work oh, yeah. uh, and reports to, uh, uh, to Scorpius that the Prowler has, uh, uh, is, is, is missing. And like, yeah, they have no data on how it got through. No. They don't see, like, yeah, it disappeared. It took off and we didn't see it on our scanners. That must have been Crichton's uh, accomplice. Yeah. One of them anyway. Says Scorpius. Yes. Like, he's never too quick to... No. Like, we get a beautiful shot of his little chin net. <laughs> yeah, now this is the real chin drop strap. Right, bottle separator, but then on oh, the chin. God, no. I don't I think I'm going to bleep that one out. I think that pushes the limits of body positivity into uh, uh the, ter- the uncharted territories. <laughs> and yes, it's more torture chair for Crichton. And then those three little words to, to be, be continued. continued. Wow. Like We've had some dark episodes. We've mm. had we had DNA Mad Scientist was a was a pretty dark one. Yeah, but at least that one had a, a, a sort of a come down at the end. And this time we didn't get that. Well, at this all. is this is like the uh, the Empire Strikes Back, basically. Oh, very good, <laughs> very good. Ending on a real downer. You know, everything is. Uh, I mean, okay, not a real downer. At least Erin's uh, not dead. Erin's not dead. Ooh, she sells. She's small mercies. And she will probably be uh, playing a safe. big part in the next episode when she'll probably show up at uh, the the base and uh, start uh, throwing her uh, uh, peacekeeper knowledge Whoa. and tactics around to help uh, John escape. You know, we need to do more of this. I want to. I want to give you a safe space. Like, let's let's have some of your your hypotheses. If you want to take a second to think about them. Okay, so what, what's going to happen? They're going to obviously everybody's going to want to go back for John. There's going to be a uh, everybody. Well, as I said, there's going to be a there's going to be <laughs> okay, a scene yeah. at the beginning of the next episode, which is strongly mirrors the scene we had at the beginning of this episode, where right. where John was arguing to do everything in the power that they had to save Aaron. Aaron. 
Uh, and now Aaron is going to uh, be doing a similar thing, or maybe it's going to be Dargo, but someone's going to be uh, arguing for a... Uh, uh, don't hedge your bets. There's, I'm going to figure out some kind of reward system. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't get to hedge. You, you make a call. You get it right. You're going to, you're going to get a reward. I'll, I'll figure something out. Okay, so it's definitely going to be Aaron then. I mean, points. You yeah. get some kind of special points. We'll Dargo, is, Dargo is going so to Aaron, agree with yeah. her. Rigel is, of course, going to be Rigel, and Zahn is going to be standing, You get no standing, points for Rigel being Rigel. Standing, I can tell you that right stand, now. Stand, and Zahn's going to be standing around waiting for someone to have an emotional crisis again. <laughs> so. Yeah, well. Willie or I, Woody? She gives me a Woody. She gives you the willies. Do I need to ask about yeah. your willy? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean... If, so not straight up Scorpius? Well, no. I mean, Scorpius is inter- an interesting character. All right, I mean, all right. Willy, if everything... I don't know. It was like the... It was a dark episode, but I didn't feel like anything was particularly disturbing, I would say. I mean, I had a hard time thinking about willies or woodies for this one. You know, uh, I, I sort of get where you're coming from. Um, because that's how I felt the first time that I watched this uh, mm-hmm. this episode. Yes, our, our hero is being tortured. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel that at the time. Yeah. Uh, because we get a lot of, like, actually sort of consequence-free uh, 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 traumas like this in, in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, people are often being being threatened in true, Star Wars true. as well. Uh, and yeah, so it's just a, it's just a trope. He's being tortured. He gets to be it gets to be yeah. heroic. It's not physical torture. At least I mean, it might be somewhat uncomfortable by the looks of it, but that could just be mental. Well, yeah. but like this time, I was. I mean, I've had many years to reflect on my fondness for mm-hmm. uh, for John Crichton, and certainly like revisiting these early episodes where it's so uh, so carefree and innocent, and then seeing him being tortured and being and being helpless like I felt a lot more sympathy for it for it this time because okay. the like the trauma that he wears on his face the 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 tears in his in his eyes mm. the, the he's, he's he's sallow he's physically exhausted like that that really really affected me and Scorpius was doing it to him and Scorpius like glorious villain that he is he's dispassionate he's cool he's yeah. uh, the antithesis of uh, uh, Crace in that, like, he's, his command is not brutal and forceful. His command is effortless and subtle and right. ruthless. Yeah, he's a little bit of a uh, Sherlock Holmes almost in his uh, approach to things, I would say. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, like, uh, high-functioning sociopath is how one of the Holmeses uh, yeah. described himself, which... That seems about right. Yeah, you know. Seems about right, yeah. So, um... Name of the episode? Well, I wanted to oh. give my Woody to... Oh, sorry, Woody. Sorry. Yes. I oh, forgot about the Woody. I wanted yeah. to give my Woody to John. I know that uh, this well, is a PG-13 costume. This happens but a that lot. costume. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, the swagger and the lead and holding the holding the bells and holding the... Whew. Um, actually, I really enjoyed seeing all the the PK uniforms and uh, right. uh, and set designs as well. I just I just I, love Peacekeeper. Mine design. would have to go to uh, Chiana in this episode. She is just Ooh. so adorable. She it's like she plays her part so beautiful. She's like yes, oh, kit, I like kittenish that. and in more ways than one. Like you know, cat has claws, uh, except they only come out when needed. And yeah, she's uh, yeah. I, I loved how she did her thing. So that would definitely. Oh, do you be know my what? One. That actually yeah? puts me in mind of why, when she when she kicked Javio's gun. Yeah. And then she sort of maybe she wasn't being smug. Maybe she was thinking she was tempting him into into like foreplay. Oh. That seems odd foreplay, but yeah. Well, you I don't, don't know, know so what people are into. Fair point. 
not a, not everyone can rock a bob cut. No, uh, quite true. as successfully as, uh, as as she did, but uh, yeah, you know, she does it well. She got the look. She got the look. There you go. So yeah, I have two suggestions for a title for this episode. I have one too. Okay. You first, then. Okay. Uh, uh, the Red Light District. The Red Light District. That would have been a good one. I was thinking either... Oh, so you've already rejected it. No, no, no that's fine. No, that I'm, would I'm have just, been a good one I'm if just, it had been no, as I'm good saying, as yours. No, that's I, fine. I said that, said that fine. would be a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to go for either Telephone Operator Tech Girl. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Unlucky Fried Sebastian. <laughs> uh, I don't... Ooh, I don't actually know. They're both... They're both good. Wait, okay, so unlucky fried Sebastian. How does that work? That's the uh, the the base commander who gets like torched at right. Yeah, at the yeah. End. But oh. what is it in reference to? Oh, it's, it, uh, it sort of sounds like it's something. Like, that, it's like lucky fried K- K- Kentucky Fried Chicken, like unlucky fried Sebastian. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I just, I've I have literally just burped some KFC this morning. So uh, <laughs> that's unlucky fried Sebastian, and that's the story so far, Scape. We'll see you next weekend with episode 120, uh, The Hidden Memory, part two, where Crichton gets rescued. Oh, goodness. We don't have a, because we don't have a synopsis for that one yet. No. Oops, oops, oops. Never oopsie mind. daisies, oopsie daisies. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I guess we find out. Greg Bostich, get on it. We need, <laughs> we need more of it. We need more synopses. Uh, uh, and the rest of you, get in touch with us at, uh, uh, at sofarscape.com. So, well, so Farscape on Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook, thank you. Uh, so Farscape.com. Yes, yes. That, do you want to be khaki again as well? No, I'm khaki. No. I'm gay. So, so Farscape's so good. good. I think we're getting better at it. Yeah. Lovely, but sure. I think this is literally the best we've ever done.